On this episode of the Two Key Geeks podcast, we are going to be talking about Universal Studios Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights event 2019. Daniel, what year is this for Horror Nights? It's been going on a long time, right? Uh, this is 29 years. 29 years. Uh, I know a lot of people that haven't been alive that long, so that's, uh, that's a great. We've been going to this event in Orlando for what now? Four, four or five years in a row. I know for a fact I was at 25, and I believe I was there the year before. Uh, I moved to the Keys in 2012. Daniel, you I'm came... In, uh, 2017. 2017, but he did fly down for the I, event. I flew down every year. Every year for several years. Uh, so we've been going for a few years. We've gotten to be kind of old hands at this. We are crazy. We normally go to this event on a Saturday because, you know, jobs and such. So this year, our schedules worked out a little differently, and we wound up going over a holiday weekend. So we went to the event on Sunday. Sunday was not quite as crazy as the Saturdays we've gone in years past. It was still pretty busy. Uh, we went ahead and bought the fast passes for this event just because we know how crazy it can be. And we've had friends go with us before. They didn't get the express pass, and they saw two or three houses out of ten at the end of the night when the park closed. This year was actually really, really good with the express. We saw all ten houses, and what time did we leave, Daniel? Like, Well before midnight. I mean, normally we get out of there at one or two o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. It's always really late. This time we got out, I want to say, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. We got through everything really quick. It was... We did the stay and scream this year because we have annual passes to the park. So we stayed in the park, which was a total and complete shit show. Uh, they sent us to a holding area. We were asked if we could eat dinner while we're in the holding area. The employee's like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. They, there's restaurants, no problem. So we get there and we are basically fenced into a little small area with nothing except the Simpsons taco truck to choose from for Probably the better part of an hour. I think my wife is still mad at me about that. But nonetheless, we did manage to get through it. We grabbed the Krusty Burger and were able to stay in the park without having to go out, come back in, and go through all that rigmarole. And I think that that helped quite a bit with the times because while everyone was still getting their tickets scanned and getting through the gate, we were through probably two, two or three. At least, at least two houses for sure. Absolutely. We're going to go through the houses, we're going to go through the scare zones, and we're going to go through the shows. They're in no particular order except the order that we did them in as far as the houses go. I said it earlier, we stayed in the Simpsons area for the holding area. So when we got ready and the park opened and they let everybody go, we went directly to Universal Monsters. Daniel's a huge Universal Monsters yeah, fan. Anybody that knows me knows I love them. I have them all tattooed on my arm. Yeah, he's a little, little disappointed at the house, though. It was. I, I've thought about it since we were there, and I almost feel like maybe the actors were not all in place when we went through that it, house. It, it, it felt like that. When you walk in, the creature from the Black Lagoon is just standing in the middle and then walks over. Uh, yeah, I feel like the timing was off with their with their cues. Yeah, the timing, our, our entire trip through that house, the timing was off. None of the jumps happened when we were there. It was always to the people like, five people behind us. So it was a little disappointing, especially for a franchise that gets so much love around here, to not be that great. 
Uh, it's, it's their property. It's their primo property that Universal owns. Contrary to what the most recent Mummy movie would have you believe. Uh, the one that ruined it for everything. So it was, uh, okay, wasn't great. After we went to Universal Monsters, we came out, did the three-mile walk, because it takes forever to get to these backlot mazes. We went to... Graveyard Games. Graveyard Games. We just had a discussion about this sitting here, and neither one of us remembers very much about it. It was an original uh, Universal property. The last few years, they've really stepped up the original mazes that they've put together. And there's been some amazing ones. Maybe we'll talk about those in another show one day. Absolutely. We'll go back and revisit some previous years. I have uh, some I have some, uh, some favorites in, in my head that I'd love to talk about one day. This one was not one of those because nothing about it stood out. It was pretty basic. Very forgettable. Yep. Not obviously forgettable. It's been less than a month since we were there, and it's gone. After we left Graveyard Games, we went to Nightingale's Blood Pit. That was set in... Was a, like Roman but Gladiators. And yeah. It, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was a good one. The first thing we see when we get out there, of course, the sun's still up because time hadn't changed yet. And there is basically a man eating a dead horse. And my daughter loves horses, so, you know, I felt compelled to send her a picture of that. She really appreciated it. Don't judge me. She's almost 14. She can handle it. That was a good house. It yeah, was, that was that was that was a good one. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, nothing super sticks out other than that horse. the The theming was good inside, very period accurate. It was it was a good one. It was fun. I liked it. It was it was it was very well done. Uh, no complaints there. Another original property created by Universal. That's not a movie or anything like that. It was very good. Uh, after that, we went to Depths of Fear. You could probably say that was the the surprise hit of the night. Absolutely. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere and it came out swinging. A, a very claustrophobic, I would I would liken it to the movie Alien with the, you're enclosed in a, in a, either a ship or a underwater research base. It's very claustrophobic and the, the monster design was good and the, 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 the set design was amazing. It was. It was really well put together. I enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of the movie uh, The Abyss. Like an evil abyss. Yes, uh, Absolutely. Or, it was a research station. Every room you were in looked like you were on a, a station or a submarine. There were porthole-type windows, all the plumbing and pipes and everything, and the monster was really well done. It was a really, really cool house. Uh, I didn't have any complaints about that one. Uh, if it weren't for how good some of the other houses were, this would be my favorite for, for the sure. whole event. For sure. It was really, really well put together. I can't say enough good things about it. It's uh, definitely a, a top five for me. Maybe a top three for the whole I'd event. I'd say it's a top three. I think so. Absolutely. Uh, the next one we went to, uh, my personal favorite, House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm the one who brings the Christmas candy. And uh, I'll, I'll say this. I've never felt like I was in a movie more than when I walked into this house. Uh, it was just like the movie. The, the look, the feel, the characters... The, the, the actors, they were all great. They, you could tell they really put a lot of time and thought into it. It was a fantastic house. As soon as you go outside, of course the sun's still up. It kills a little bit of the mood. But we're walking up and you see the Captain Spaulding's chicken and gasoline. And all right in the fields. Just, it was a gut punch. It was probably, what, two just a, weeks? Just a couple weeks after we lost Sid. Two weeks before that, we had uh, lost Sid Haig, who was... 
Captain Spaulding in the Rob Zombie trilogy. He was wonderful. We met him. When did we meet him at? Uh, we met him last year at Megaton at Spooky. Spooky yeah, Empire. Spooky Empire. Uh, October of 2018 that we saw him. He was gracious. He was very nice. He everybody said he was curmudgeonly, but he was very he was exactly very exactly what you expect. Yes, he was very good to his fans until the day he died. He only charged ten bucks for autographs. He charged nothing for pictures at tables, which is unheard of now. And he was great. He's he got through it. He was in what his late seventies, early eighties. He was in his eighties. He did full costume photo shoots with fans. Great, great guy. Really sad to lose him. He was a, an asset to the horror community. Absolutely. But this house was so well done from that very first impression. They had the murder ride signs on the building. It was really well laid out. When you got inside, we had uh, Fish Boy. Fish Boy. Fish Boy, Captain Spaulding. It was just scene for scene from the movie. Again, one of the best houses I think that we've ever been through. So House of a Thousand Corpses was a fantastic house. Absolutely it fantastic. It set a bar. It set a new bar, really, in my opinion. Uh, past houses, The Shining... American Werewolf in London that were incredible, but House of a Thousand Corpses, and that's a movie that's real near and dear to my heart, and it was it was perfect. I was so worried they were going to ruin it, and when after going through it and experiencing the movie in real life, it was it was perfect. If I had gotten to go through that house ten times and didn't do any of the other ones, I would yeah. I would have left there happy. It would have been, been great. After we did the House of a Thousand Corpses, we hung out right there in that same area. And we went to the Academy of Villains show. That was a nice kind of halfway point to sit down. Little did I know it was on a steel bleacher and my ass was going to hurt for the next hour. But nonetheless, I have, I'll have i be honest with you. I've skipped this show for the last two or three years that since, they've had it. Since Bill and Ted ended. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't done this. No, we've been pretty salty about Bill and Ted going away. That Bill and Ted was a fantastic show. They canceled the live Bill and Ted show. They said they're working on something better. I said nay nay. So we never went to the Academy of Villains. It was an outdoor show that they usually had, what I think up around Mel's drive-in, somewhere around there, they had a stage where they did this show. It was on a pretty small scale. This year it was in the Fear Factor Arena where they used to have Bill and Ted's. And I have to say, I was shocked at how good it was. I really feel like we did ourselves a great disservice by not going to it before, because it really was incredible what these what these people were on stage doing. The the acrobatics, the theatrics, the contortionist. It was just it was really incredible and really set the mood for the night. I would I would say it did. It was like Cirque du Soleil with horror. That's a good way to describe it. Dancers, acrobatics, contortionists, you name it. It was a fantastic show from start to finish. A great narrative as well. Yeah, the story like the story was was incredible and easy to follow. It was very well done and it was well worth it. We will not miss that show again. No, not at all, not at all. It was a great show. So we had House of a Thousand Corpses. We watched an awesome show. And then the next group of houses was kind of on the other side of the park. It's on the closer to the, to the front. During that walk, we caught an awesome experience. We had a double dose of Rob Zombie at this Horror Nights. Yeah, we, we, we went to the Hillbilly Deluxe. Now, that's the, the scare zone, so that's the outdoor scare area. And, and it, was, it, it felt just like walking, again, like you could tell they really love their Rob Zombie. It felt just like walking into a Rob Zombie music video. The Dragula was there. The music was blasting. 
that it was it was awesome. It was it felt just like a, a Rob Zombie music video. I'm a car guy. I've been a car guy. I always have been. And to see the Dragula sitting there, it was just awesome. Uh, there were scantily clad women dancing everywhere. Uh, music. It was a fantastic scare zone. Uh, last year they had in kind of in the same area was Killer Clowns, and it was great. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But this was one of the better scare zones, I would say, after Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat was the best scare zone, I believe, that Horror Nights has ever had. It's definitely the best one they've ever had since we've been going. Yeah, yeah that's fair. It was really good. But Rob Zombie, again, we got a double dose of Rob Zombie at this Horror Nights. And uh, I don't know what we did to deserve that. Yeah, it didn't disappoint. It did not disappoint. I was thankful for it. So we made our way through the scare zone. And we went to the Stranger Things house. Uh, and I'll say this. I love Stranger Things. The Stranger Things house last year was one of my favorite houses of all time. This one was good. It was really good, but it did, I don't think it held up to, to last year's as well. We were talking about this a minute ago, though. They start planning these houses usually two weeks after they close the event for the year. And season three of Stranger Things did not come out until, what, early July, late June? July. I believe it was early July. So they had to be well into developing this house and planning it by the time the new season came out. They did a pretty good job of putting season two and season three elements into the house. I was afraid that it was going to be all season three. I was about seven episodes into season three when we went, so I was afraid I was going to miss stuff, but I didn't. It was uh, pretty good, pretty well done, and we really enjoyed it. It was a good house. Uh, it was fun. Uh, Stranger Things stuff's always fun, though. Yeah, it's hard. That ties into the 80s, the nostalgia. It yeah, it's right, in, right into it. Right in the feels. They know how to get us every damn time. They know how to get our money as well. As all the monies. So from there, we went to the Us House. Now, I have not seen Us. I, I haven't either, so I feel like any commentary I have on this is not going to be valid. <laughs> yeah, we have not seen the movie. There's just not enough hours in the day. The house was very well done. I would say that I couldn't complain the, the anything. The costuming was great, and it, it looked good, and it's definitely got me excited to see the movie, but I just haven't watched it yet, and I own it. I don't have any excuse. Yeah, it's just it's our fault. It's not anybody's fault. I can't rate it as one of my top houses because I'm not educated enough to make a comment on it, but the house was well done, and it was fun. From us, we went on to what I had hoped would be the star of the evening. They actually put together a Ghostbusters house this year. And you know, I was real worried when I read that they were doing Ghostbusters, because to me, even growing up, it was always such a comedy movie. I know it's a horror comedy, but it, it always felt more like a comedy, so I was really concerned about how they would integrate that into a, a haunted house, and they did it incredibly well. It was it was, it was was really good, uh, and I liked their, the, the effects. They had more effects in this, in this house. They did, absolutely. They had a lot of practical effects in the house. Uh, the projection hologram, they had Slimer as a hologram, which was awesome. The sets were great. The design and the execution. The they, costumes. Yeah, absolutely. The costumes were great. They had the wall 
where the face comes through the wall, which I believe they did probably with some type of fabric and yeah, a for, yeah, that's exactly what fiberglass face behind it. But it was yeah. a, in the dark, it was very effective. It did a good job. I'll say this. One of the things that I was really excited to see when I was, when I was real young watching this movie, one of the, one of the scenes that scared me the most was when the arms burst out of Dana's chair and it's all the different monster arms. So you've got like hairy arms, scaly arms, three fingered arms, all these arms coming out of that chair. Uh, and, and to see that in the haunted house, that really, that made me smile. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a well done house. I just don't know why I can't say that it was my favorite house. It, was, it wasn't my favorite, but it was good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I didn't know how they were going to do it as well because I never thought of Ghostbusters as a horror movie. Uh, at all and I don't even remember it being that scary as a kid but again I was five years older than you when we were watching it so I get it but it was a great house very very well done probably the most technically detailed as far as For the sure. effects yeah, when, when, when you walk by and they've got the, the proton beams blasting at the ghost another thing we didn't touch on but we got it we got to touch on real quick was the uh, the uh, the brothers from Ghostbusters 2 were in it the the execution, the ones that were executed. I can't remember their name for the life. The Scarelli brothers. I believe that's right. They were in it. Uh, they they threw that, a little little nod to season two there or the second movie there, and that it, was that was really cool. It was cool. It was a well done house. I enjoyed it. It just didn't take the cake for me, and that's probably because of my emotional connection with House of a Thousand Corpses same. after losing Sid. But same, yeah, that's 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 true. Uh, we had we had tried to go to this next house earlier, but they had some kind of technical malfunction, which usually means that somebody peed, or I, I don't know really how a, a haunted house with uh, just actors has a technical breakdown. But nonetheless, uh, somebody probably peed or threw up. So we've uh, we've done that at our own haunted houses a couple of times. Both, yeah. both of those. Both we, of those. Yes. Both of those things. We've also had people abandon their children at our haunted house. That was always the funniest. Just run away. Just, Kids just leave them standing there. Yep. Bye. So, nonetheless, back on track. Uh, we tried to go to this house. It was closed. So after Ghostbusters, we backtracked because we were doing well on time. It was Yeti Terror on the Yukon. This was another original Universal IP, something they came up with just for Horror Nights. What did you think about it? I would say it was one of the best, it, it, for sure, in my top three. It was cold, which was great, which was, I was so happy that it was so cold inside. And everything looked frozen. Everything looked derelict and abandoned, desolate. The the Yetis were all different. That was something I really appreciated. They weren't the same costume every time you saw one. It was, it was always a slightly different creature. And, and it was really good. And it, it, it felt, it felt very real. It felt accurate to the Yukon. I've never been there. I haven't either, but it did. Uh, when you walked in, you see the snow everywhere, of course, and it's snowing. And it was probably, what, in the 50s in there? Oh, it was, it was chilly. You could see your breath. It was very, very cold in there. It, it lended to the effect quite a bit. The sets were great. The monster costumes were great. I really enjoyed this house. I did not uh, have a lot of preconceived notions about it. I hadn't read much about it on the internet before we went. And I was impressed. It was another one of these original IPs that is better than some of the franchised stuff. It was good. It was really good. I loved it. The very last house that we went to, after we went through the Anarcade Scare Zone, which, again, 80s, 90s, they I'm how, in. They know how to do it. Yep. They know how to get us. I grew up in the generation where we hung out at the arcade, and it wasn't these bullshit arcades with tickets and prizes that are worth three cents that cost 8,000 tickets. It was an old school arcade, and 
these were arcade games that were giant sized and they had people running through the crowds, chainsaws. It was a, a cool zone. It was very, very neat. Though. It, was, it was visually super interesting. I wouldn't say it was very scary. The chainsaws, that never, I've never found that kind of stuff scary. But I, I love seeing people run away from them. Absolutely. You're always going to get those people that just absolutely lose their minds when they see the chainsaws. It was a well-done scare zone. I enjoyed it. But the very last house we made it to, which is the last house of the night, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Now, this was a scare zone last year, and it was one of the, again, it was in the top, for sure the top five scare zones, if not the top three. It was really well done. The costumes were great. The clowns looked great. You know, nothing about it seemed cheap. Everything looked really... No, not at all. And they had the ice cream truck. It, it was it was great. It was uh, very well done. It, it, I think that if we had seen this house earlier in the day, I would have liked it even more than I did because it was the very last house. We had been in the park all day. We weren't there at opening, but we got there probably, what, about 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning. This is at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so, so we've been on our feet walking for 12 hours. We went park to park. We rode the new Hagrid ride, which is incredible. But again, you're talking about a very long wait for that. And it was just, we were worn out by that point. But it doesn't take away from how good the house really was. We loved this movie growing up. We still love this movie. It's fantastic. Uh, I, we probably each own at least two or three different copies of it because every time they come out with a new cover, like a moron, we buy it again. We have. Again, that, they know how to get our money. Every time. I have the steel book, I have the DVD. It, it's. It's a great, great campy movie. It's a great movie to introduce your kids to horror. It's a great horror introductory movie for sure. It's not nothing. T there's nothing too violent or grotesque about it. Like it's, it's pretty soft on the gore. Absolutely, but the house was very, very well done. All of the clowns were accurate. The masks, the costumes, the scenes inside yeah, were the, great. It looked just like inside the ship in the movie. Yeah, it was very, very well done. We really enjoyed that. Uh, one of the scare zones that we neglected to talk about, Zombieland Double Tap. That was that was really good. And one thing I really liked about it was they captured the feel the zombies of that movie have. Yeah, they did capture the feel of the zombies. They were very well done zombies, but nobody had seen Zombieland Double Tap by that point because I don't think it was out yet, was it? Yeah, it was not, no. It was not even out yet in theaters at the time. So they landed very heavily from the original movie. They had the drop ride from the fair mm -hmm. from the end of the original the, zombie land the prize the, the prize tent yes that was that was cool it was very well done it was a cool scare zone uh, zombies are hot right now they have been for about what 10 15 years there it's starting to cool off i think it is it's cooling off a little bit people are getting kind of tired of so it walking dead burnouts happening people aren't just aren't interested in it as much but zombie land 2 is something people were looking forward to the first one was such an incredible movie so this was a logical choice. It was. It was great. It was well executed. Uh, on a totally separate note from Horror Nights, we did go see the second movie, and it was great as well. Nothing will be as good as the original, but oh, I had no. a great time at it. It was very, very funny. And that Bill Murray. Absolutely. incredible. Bill fucking Murray. The Zombieland, movies like Zombieland, movies like Fido, they help you break out of the... Walking Dead burnout, where it's just despair and terribleness Absolutely. all the time. Uh, you have to be able to have a little fun. I feel like in the zombie apocalypse, we would have a good time right up until, you know, the end. But 
Well, we'd make the best of it. Absolutely, you have to. I mean, it's the end of the world. Why are you all down and glum and I don't know. You gotta go have a good time. But nonetheless, the Zombie Land Scare Zone was really good. There were a couple of other ones. We only saw kind of the fringes of the Vanity Ball Scare Zone. Yeah, we didn't actually walk through that one. We did not go completely through it. We saw it on the edges. Uh, it looked well done. It was like a big masquerade ball with uh, murder. That, that's accurate. Yeah, that's close enough. Then the Vikings Undead. We only saw this one in the daylight. We were walking through it earlier. Was, yeah, we, we, and we, I don't even think there were any actors there when we went through it. No, there was, there was no. It was earlier in the day. But it, it looked cool. The theming was cool. Some, some of the little little props they had out in the walkway seemed kind of cheap to me. Uh, a little cliche, I might say. But it was cool. I would like to have seen it at night with the, with the actors and costume. Yeah, because of where we started, we came out of Simpsons and then worked our way around the park in a counterclockwise direction. So we did not see that scare zone in the dark. It was, uh, it seemed okay. They can't all be trick-or-treat, so that was fine. The water show... In the last probably, I want to say three years, Universal has redone their lagoon and their viewing area, and they have added a new, uh, like a tribute show that they do at the end of the night. This year, they actually adapted that show for Halloween Horror Nights. They had clips from famous horror movies that were in the show. So you had Ghostbusters, you had House of a Thousand Corpses, you had Stranger Things. Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns. And it all played on the on the water and yes. on the buildings, and it was really it was really cool. The the water sprays up out of the lagoon, and it's basically used as a screen for the projection. But the part I thought was really cool, especially in the Stranger Things clips, it projects onto the buildings, and the Stranger Things projection actually framed every window, every ledge of all the facades on that side of the lagoon, and it was so cool to see. It was. Uh, I think I know this was my first time ever seeing a water of the lagoon show, and it was it was really cool. And it's again, I hate that I've missed it in the past. I'm gonna go back uh, next time we're there. I really want to see the regular show. I have not seen the updated regular lagoon show, but. No. It's uh, It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, overall, this year's Horror Nights was great. I cannot wait to see what they have in store for number 30. 30 years is a big anniversary. Yeah, you, they're gonna, I, I'm really hoping they go all out and bring back maybe some of their most popular houses from the past. I think that maybe that's a possibility. Maybe some new stuff, maybe some old stuff. But I think they're going to do it up big this time. Oh, I hope so. It's going to be hard to beat that House of a Thousand Corpses, though. It is. It's going to be tough to overcome that. Everyone who knows us knows that we have absolutely no self-control. We are absolutely gluttons for merchandise, especially when it's retro or 80s themed. We cannot stay away from it, and we cannot get enough of it. I'll start. The first thing that I picked up in the tribute shop was this year's Horror Night shirt. It basically has like an arcade machine on the back, and instead of games to choose from to play, it has all the houses listed for that year. It was just an awesome shirt design. I had to grab it. I also got the House of a Thousand Corpses shirt. That shirt was very, very cool. Had Captain Spaulding on it. I could not pass it up. I had to get one. So I grabbed that. We also got this year's uh, enamel pins. We got I got the regular and the Universal Annual Pass Holder pins. This year's pass holder pin really was not as good as last year's. Last year's was great. Uh, this year's was kind of so-so. The regular event pin was awesome, though. I grabbed a 
Ghostbusters lanyard as well. And then Daniel and I both split a three-pack of Killer Clowns candy bars. One of our favorite podcasts, the Purple Stuff podcast, Dinosaur Dracula, his blog, he did a basically a list of all of the best Halloween food this year. And the Killer Clowns candy bar made it on it. It was a really cool thing. What'd you grab this year? Well, I picked up the House of a Thousand Corpses shirt as well. Again, Spalding big on the front made it an easy buy. I picked up the pass holder pin. I picked up the lanyard. But one of the cool things that I got this year that I really enjoyed were, were the glasses. These are the commemorative glasses. They're very much in the style of the Burger King glasses from the 80s, where you go into the Burger King, and for $1.99 extra, you could pick up a Star Wars glass or an E.T. glass. I think they even did King Kong. It, it's in that style. It's the same artwork style. They're really awesome. They had a set of four. I think it was... Uh, Universal Monsters, Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They were fantastic glasses. I loved them. However, they were not a dollar ninety nine each. Oh, no, they were they were quite expensive for glasses. Yeah, it they're was fifty dollars for the set. And that was discounted because they were, I believe, fifteen ninety nine each if you bought them separately. But again, the retro, the cool factor was there. They were awesome, awesome glasses. Yeah, they were straight out of the eighties. Again, they just know how to get our money. Super cool drinking glasses. Uh, on Dinosaur Dracula's recommendation, we grabbed the Killer Clowns bars. We got three of them, and we actually each kept one as a collectible, and we ate one. What did you think about it? They're not nasty. Uh, they're cotton candy-flavored white chocolate with cotton candy jelly beans, and that, that on the outside sounds really gross, but there was something kind of fun about the, the texture of the white chocolate and the jelly bean, and the flavor was okay. Yeah, the, they were okay. The flavor was decent. I like it more as a collectible than as a candy bar. I feel like if you ate like two of them, you would probably get a stomach ache. You would be very sick, yeah. Yeah, it's not too much sugar. Not good. But it was uh, cool to try. And the that candy bar looks incredible propped up in front of my new Funko Slim Pop that I got a couple of months ago. So those two will live together henceforth. Did you get anything else? No, that was all. Okay. So Horror Nights 2019... Number 29, what was your favorite? House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it was really it was really that good. It really was. I can't disagree with that. That was also my very favorite house out of the whole event. It's never fun when your hosts agree and have no conflict over something like this, but it was just too good. It was too good, and it was too close to Sid's passing to not pick that as a favorite. I feel like I would do him a disservice and the park did such a great job on this house. I cannot talk about it enough, how they, great it was. They, they should be real proud of themselves. And all the actors that worked on it. Anybody that worked on that house should be really proud of it. It was, it was a, incredible. It was a fantastic house. That wraps up our coverage of Halloween Horror Nights 2019. Remember, no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, stay geeky.